Hello, South Bay listeners and real estate fans. It is another episode of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us on another edition of our podcast here. It is officially the kickoff to December last month of the year. It is Wednesday, December 6th. I'm your host, Richard Haynes, where we talk real estate here in the South Bay area of greater Los Angeles, where we cover the markets of Palos Verdes, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach, and Manhattan Beach. We've got another solo episode for you today. I know a lot of you have been enjoying our guests. We've slowed things down a little bit at the end of the year with guests, but I promise in 2024, we will kick it back up again with some potential repeat guests that you guys have really enjoyed, and of course, new guests to keep things fresh here on your South Bay Real Estate Podcast. For this episode, I'm going to shoot for another microcast, get you some pertinent, good information in a quick manner that you can take with you here in about 10 to 15 minutes, and uh, hope it's valuable for you. I may try and record one more December episode to put a little bow on 2023, and then in early January, you'll be hearing podcasts on my fearless predictions for the year of 2024, where I stick my neck out and make some predictions for the South Bay, and then also uh, year-end results, where you can see year-over-year how 2023 stacked up, and of course, maybe a few other things here or there, but for today... We're going to give you kind of a glimpse into how the local South Bay housing market has performed in 2023. If you're an avid reader of my weekly blog, I oftentimes do annual posts or quarterly posts that you become accustomed to. And one of those annual posts is the best and worst performing home markets in the South Bay. And I've been writing this for the past few years where I take the data ending in November one month early and I go back 12 months and do a medium price average and then compare that to the year prior ending in November. So it gives us a glimpse a little bit early of how every market performed and then I give you the full data set in January when we have a fresh set of eyes on everything in the new year. So there are 33 submarkets in the PV to Manhattan Beach markets that I cover here, including Hollywood Riviera. I don't include El Segundo since I don't write about it weekly, and Hollywood Riviera kind of fits right in there between Redondo and Palos Verdes. So there are 33 submarkets, you guys, and I pick out the top five performing markets and the bottom five performing markets. I'm also going to touch on how each of the zip codes performed to give you some more breadth of how the markets did. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about how many markets were up or down to give you further context and then share a little bit on supply issues. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's actually quick, clear, concise, and to the point. So without further ado, let's get into it. I've got the top five 
best performing submarkets of 2023 in the South Bay. Now, if you're really deep into real estate, you know Manhattan Beach has seven submarkets, or excuse me, six submarkets. Um, you know that Redondo Beach has seven submarkets, so on and so forth. So of the 33 submarkets, these are the top five. In the number five position is West Palace Verdes. That's the market over by uh, kind of Point Vicente as you head into Golden Cove when you get out of Lanata Bay. West Palace Verdes was up 5.4% year over year. Coming up number four, PV Drive South, which is just as you pass Golden Cove and head on over to the Terranea neighborhood. PV Drive South was in fourth position, up nicely a 9.1% clip of appreciation. In spot number three, we are at South Redondo, west of PCH. So you guys in the South Redondo market, west of H Highway 1, coveted beach real estate in the 90277, that was up 11.2% on the year, a really nice jump for SoRo west of PCH. In the number two position was Rolling Hills up 14.2%. You guys, a really nice jump for Rolling Hills. And then in spot number one, Manhattan Village, which was up a whopping 6.6%. So there you have it with the top five. Just some notes. You know, Manhattan Village had really horrible performance during coronavirus because it's a planned unit development. You don't necessarily have your own garage. You're selling wall, sharing walls with one another. And it had really, really poor performance in 2020 and 2021. In fact, it really landed on our bottom five list back in those years. It has now made a roaring comeback this year thanks to the market being unaffordable and generally Manhattan Village being an outrageously affordable deal relative to the rest of Manhattan Beach and why it is up so much. Rolling Hills was pretty much the same thing. It was down big in 2022 as a bottom five performer after being a top performer in 2020 and 2021 because that gated city with huge yards, privacy, and a great shelter-in-place location had massive runs during the coronavirus pandemic, then had kind of a huge crash last year and has rebounded again nicely. And then um, I'm going to wrap it with that. We can go really deep into the others, but nice to share kind of the top two. Those are your top five South Bay Submarkets for 2023. Moving on to the worst performing submarkets of 2023 in the South Bay. In the fifth worst spot, there's actually a tie with two submarkets. There's a tie between the, tr the tree section in Manhattan Beach and South Redondo, south of T Torrance Boulevard. Both are down 12.9%. And what's interesting, actually, is the South Redondo, south of Torrance Boulevard, butts up right against to that west of PCH address that had such a nice year, which is really interesting how people wanted west of PCH rather than east of PCH. In spot number four, down 13.7% is Palos Verdes Estates' Valmonte neighborhood. 
In spot number three, Manhattan Beach's hill section was down 15.9%. And in spot number two, Manhattan Beach's Maricosta neighborhood in East Manhattan Beach was down 17.3%. And in the number one spot, Palos Verdes Estates' Malaga Cove was down a significant 18.5%. So you guys... Those are the bottom worst performing markets. What I find very, very interesting is three of those markets were in Manhattan Beach and two were in Palos Verdes Estates. And Manhattan Beach and Palos Verdes Estates were the two markets that absolutely roared in 2022 and 2021 outside of the smaller city of Rolling Hills. And PVE and Manhattan Beach at one point shared the same median price and had the top median price of any city. And now some of their premier markets are falling. Very, very fascinating. Malaga Cove is quite interesting, seeing that market down almost 20%. And then, of course, Maricosta and East Manhattan Beach, as well as the Hill section, which were both white hot are down significantly. And then, of course, Velmonte, which is kind of this entry-level area for Palos Verdes Estates that even lagged behind Lenata Bay, um, had these huge runs and is now pulling back double digits. So those are your bottom-performing sub-markets of 2023. And you guys, I want to share with you a little bit more perspective not only on just the totality of the 33 submarkets, but also the zip codes. And let's start with those zip codes. What's interesting about this is, and if you haven't gathered uh, from some of my blog posts, this was a tough year for the South Bay. And the zip codes confirm that all the way across the board. Of the six zip codes in these 33 submarkets, all were down. Let's start with 90266, which is Manhattan Beach, which was down 11.8%. So the zip code that makes up Manhattan Beach was down 11.8%. 90254, which makes up the city of Hermosa Beach, was down 3.3%. 90277, which makes up South Redondo and about half of the Hollywood Riviera, or excuse me, a lot of it. Um, down 5.3%. 90278, which is North Redondo, was down 4.4%. 90274, which is mostly Palos Verdes Estates, Rolling Hills, Rolling Hills Estates, and then, of course, unincorporated Palos Verdes Peninsula. That 90274 zip code was down 5.9%. And then wrapping it up, 90275, which is mostly Rancho Palos Verdes, was down 2.3%. So you guys, as you can see here, all the zip codes were down. So from a massive breadth of the entire South Bay, the zip codes were all down when in fact last year they were much, much stronger. It's a sharp contrast to 2022. And while even though the narrative around local South Bay real estate professionals is that there's no supply, which is absolutely correct, it doesn't mean it's not having its effect on prices. And the numbers don't lie. 
zip codes are all down compared to all of them being up last year. And the bottom five submarkets that I just told you about are down significantly more than the top five best performing submarkets. Which brings me to the submarkets as a whole before I wrap up with supply. But the submarkets as a whole, you guys, 22 of the 23 submarkets were down. 11 of those submarkets were up. So double the amount of submarkets declined compared to the ones that were up. And I can tell you about half of those markets that were up really just went up slightly. So it was a really tough year for the South Bay when it comes to just looking purely at the numbers and the numbers truly do not lie. So you've got your top five markets, your bottom five submarkets, zip codes, and advancing and declining submarkets here in the South Bay, declining submarkets greatly, greatly outpacing advancing submarkets. And then to kind of finalize the podcast this week, I want to talk about supply because I went over and pulled the supply on the entire MLS. So we have CR MLS here in the South Bay that much of the South Bay Association of Realtors use and the Palos Verdes Association of Realtors use. And it takes Greater LA and Orange County and all sorts of items. But this, I'm just taking big, big data. And last year, supply was at historically low levels. They had never been lower in terms of home for sale. What's interesting is, is that this year, we're even lower on supply. So we are actually crushing the supply, the lowest supply historically last year, and we have now set a new record on low, low, low supply. So to give you some perspective, if you take a rolling 12-month average ending November of last year, there were 53,000 for sale homes on the MLS last year. This year ending November, taking the 12-month average, there are 38,000 homes on the MLS. So 53,000 last year, which was historically low for the MLS all time, we are now at 38,000 on the MLS, which is significantly lower. You guys, that's about 30 percent lower for sale inventory. So while agents will talk about the lack of supply and it's just so hard to, to find a home these days, they're absolutely correct. But prices are down pretty much across the board or a majority of submarkets in the South Bay. And supply is squeezed like we've never seen before. So which begs the question, a supply squeeze normally pushes prices up or gives a tailwind to pricing going up. And we saw prices go down according to the numbers. So what's interesting to me is, is how much more could prices have fallen if supply had gone up or was anywhere near normal historical levels? So it looks like low, low, historically low supply bailed us out from having greater price decreases this year. So I think that's a really interesting point that I'll write about in future blogs that you can read over every week. And of course, that I'll be talking about in future podcasts if I do one more before the end of the year and of course in January. So there you go, guys. The numbers are important. 
The numbers don't lie. They tune out the noise and all real estate markets are local. And this is hard hitting local data in the South Bay. You've got the top performing submarkets, bottom performing submarkets. You know that the South Bay as a whole is really declining and had a tough year. It's not the bottom falling out and look out below, but it's definitely been a tough year according to the numbers. Supply is squeezed like we've never seen before and prices still went down. But that still can give hope that prices go up, especially if interest rates come down which is what we're starting to see as the 10-year yield has come down from about 5% to I think is sitting at about 4.3% currently. If that holds, then mortgage rates are definitely going to come down, and we'll see if more sellers bring supply to market in 2024 and the ever-important busy spring selling season. So there you guys have it. Thanks for joining me on the latest solo microcast. I hope you enjoyed Hopefully, we'll get one more episode out to you at the end of the year. And if not, I'm wishing you a happy holidays and a happy, happy new year full of joy and all sorts of good things for you and your family. We'll see you next time on the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Take care.